Welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap, the early, early morning edition for me. Not so much for you. No, I this I, I get to sleep in till well, I woke up 10 minutes before my alarm went off at 5 a.m. So, that's sleeping in for me. I got up at 7, which is a solid hour, if not more like four hours, before I normally get up. Because I've been getting up at 8 lately, but, you know, previous to the last couple weeks, it's been more like 10. I'm just glad I remembered to do laundry last night, so... Okay, then. What, what do you need from laundry? Underpants? Socks? Uh, underpants? Socks? No, no okay. socks. I've got like a, a half a pack of new socks that I just, whenever I get one with a hole, I just... Throw it out? Yeah, yeah. so socks sound good. I um, always have more underwear than socks, so I always need to do socks before I need to do underwear. I'm the opposite. Hmm. 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 What an amazing observation we've just made about our banal wardrobe. Well, no, it's because I had a roommate one million years ago that literally had at least 30 days worth of clothing. Good lord. Yeah, she would only do laundry once a month. And I kind That's of... That's insane. He, he, she was adopted and raised by a single mom because they got divorced very shortly after she was adopted, so there was a lot of... I thought you turned off the ding. I thought I did, too. I mean, I don't mind the ding. I just thought you turned it off. Nah, it doesn't matter. I don't need this open anymore. But like I said, she, she had a lot of weird entitlement and abandonment issues, so her mother bought her way more than she ever should have. But like I said, she owned a solid 30 days worth of clothing, including socks and underwear. And I used to have at least 30 days worth of socks, but socks wear out a lot faster than underwear. Yeah. So now I'm down to about, probably about 14 days worth of socks, but I have at least 45 days worth of underwear. Okay. I don't know. I don't keep track of stuff like that. Never thought about it. Like, Not really. how often do I have to do laundry? Well, I do laundry, like, on the rigs, like, every Monday or Tuesday, so... Well, no, I normally do laundry every Monday, because I only have six chef coats. Ah. And I have to wash my... Well, I prefer to wash my coats every time that I wear them. I suppose it's not technically required, but you. I bet you can go every other day on something like that, depending on... Uh, if, depending if... on what I'm doing. I recently learned why pastry chefs prefer to wear white coats, and kitchen chefs prefer to wear black coats. Flour. Yeah. Because I was making dumplings and was just covered in flour after wearing from like black. yeah, like I yeah. said, from like tit to ankle, I was just covered in flour. Looks like powder. Pretty much, yeah. How long has it been since either of us watched Powder? I don't know, but someone brought it up to me um, a couple weeks ago. Who was the guy who was Powder? Uh, Sean Patrick Flannery. The guy from Boondock Saints. Uh huh. Seriously. Mm hmm. Wow, he must have gone through a lot of nair. Uh, I manage to have a lot of pancake makeup, so it holds stuff down. You still can't get rid of eyebrows that way. Oh, God, pig eyes. Ugh, gross. <laughs> you know, I know that you have, like, body dysmorphia issues. How would you be near an albino person? That's all right. It, it's not... Why would that trigger my body dysmorphia? Well, it's something out of the norm. No, like, I'm, I'm okay around that. It's um, like I said, I have an acquaintance that ain't got no leg. That would that would well, yeah, that wouldn't you, trigger my body dysmorphia. That's got know, nothing. But you would never know it unless I told you. I mean, he walks with a cane because he's still getting used to his prosthetic. But you right. still never know it until. But we, we've talked we've talked about him before. 
Um, um, this is a different one, actually. I wasn't talking about Norris. I how many fucking unipods do you know? Two. Why? Oh. I know Norris and Lawrence. Norris and Lawrence? Yeah, I know. Weird, right? See you later, Delivertron. It actually kind of sounds like a plane taking off. Kind of. It's a plane going by. Get it, get it, catch it. Like I said, Norris lost his leg due to a train hopping incident. Yeah, true story. He should have just stuck to spotting. <laughs> I was going to say, Lawrence lost his leg due to dumbassery and bad health. Okay. Yeah, I have a, a, a great picture that I'll show you later because I don't want to say it even remotely online because I don't want uh, anyone who I know that could listen to this uh, have a great April Fool's joke spoiled. Oh, God. It's good. Anyways, but like I said, it's outside of the norm, so I didn't know how you'd react to somebody with... I was going to say... Uh, albinos don't... That, those, they don't freak me out. Um, missing limbs. What about uh, like, just like fingers? Missing fingers weird, weirds me out. Um, I had a friend that only had like two thirds. Or like when they're like, finger. when they're like curled up or like they got like half a hand. I, ugh, I can't. Really, I have a regular that has a uh, underdeveloped arm. He's a super good guy, but I just can't imagine. No, I just imagine that when they're talking to Venture Brothers about like it's like shaking hands with a chicken wing or whatever that was. Well, I've never touched his stunted arm. I'm sorry if that's not the proper term. I was going to say, but he's a really sweet guy. Oh, I'm sure they're all wonderful people, but I... Okay, there was a guy in the restaurant at the day job that he was sitting weird, and when I walked by... I would have said sitting oddly. It looked like he only had one leg, okay, and I got... Okay, seriously, how many fucking garbage trucks have to come to the goddamn whole thing? No, I think this is a delivery, because I think I heard the um, tailgate up. I could have sworn I heard glasses break. Oh, maybe it's recycling it as a Whole Foods. Do you You're know right, who owns Whole Foods? Uh, Halliburton? No. <laughs> sorry, uh, I'm sorry, I had to make the 30 rock. Uh, uh, the Hearst family. Lydia? Yeah. I was just me, I was just listening to the Dax Shepard episode, and he Dax Shepard's been on this like biography tear of like the titans of, you know, industrial I industry. I have been wanting to learn more about the Rockefellers. He actually talks about how Rockefeller's like the best one. Here he never he just gave money and he never put his name on well, anything. No, it's it's that he was a philanthropist, <coughs> that he's also a titan of business. Well, that was the name the, of the book was Titan. Oddly enough, that's like, like the I've best been, one to read. I have been wanting to learn more about the Rockefellers. Um, but he talks about how and he uh, who was her name something ridiculously twenties. Bitters is named after her. It's like, well, she has a brand of bitters named after. Her. It's like asparagus. Oh yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. And I wanted to learn more about her just because I thought it was such an interesting legacy to have a brand of bitters. Yeah. You know, I just realized like I. You can't go into a place and be like, I would like a Hemingway. Like, all these like big drinking writers don't have drinks after them. No, they, they basically have lifestyles. Well, it was Hemingway that said he wasn't a writer with a drinking problem, he was a drinker with a writing problem. Um, so, in one of the old modern drunkards from, like, I want to say the mid-90s, it might be like 96, 97, they have an article about this guy trying to avenge his brother for getting drunk under the table by Hemingway and Hemingway just fucking destroying him. Oh, yeah. And Hemingway's secret being mixed drinks and mixing liquors. 
Interesting. No, like in a drinking context. Like he would make these crazy mixed drinks and he would also switch liquors all the time and it would make the other person just... Oh, I see. To destroy the other person. Exactly. No, no, no. Not his secret to winning, his secret to destroying the other person. And just thinking about that, mixing drinks and mixing liquors makes me a little queasy. Yeah. No, it's disgusting. Yeah. I think the last time I ended up mixing, I got like a gin and tonic after doing my usual beer and whiskey. And, uh... Gin and tonic was just like, oh, why did I do that? I can't do gin. It makes me so angry. It makes me angry. I have to have a lot of it to get angry, but like, I don't mind a gin and tonic here and there. No. Except for when mm. Andy makes them fucking ridiculously tropical. <laughs> fucking he palm just tree. Was, he just doesn't want you to get malaria. Uh, scurvy, wasn't it? Um, quinine in tonic is for malaria. The limes in there is for scurvy. Yeah, because that's where you get it from the British yeah. sailors. Is Limeys. Yeah. Limeys, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you don't get scurvy. Right. But like I said, no, the, the quinine the in rickets. tonic, like I said, quinine in tonic was added while they were building the Panama Canal to help combat malaria. Huh. That's why I'm good at trivia. Yeah. Except for duck, Darkwing Duck references. <laughs> Damn you, Gizmo Duck. <laughs> you Mega, don't, you don't... Mega Duck was not a terrible guess. But once again, I, I, I just wonder why you don't, like, call or text me because... So, no, because we were busy, honestly. I couldn't get to my phone for hours after that. It was a random conversation between the two of us. And part of it was, hey, you know, you have to let that duck sit for a minute or else it's going to melt the styrofoam. To go containers. No, yeah, no, I got that. But like I said, it was one of those things where we were busy and we were trying to make, you know, inane conversation between the two of us to make it less shitty. Right. And so, of course, DuckTales came up. Yeah. Is the new one out yet? I don't know. I mean, I know they've done a bunch of teaser trailers on yeah, it. Yeah, I know they've been And the, the talent list on that is ridiculous. Is it really? Yeah. Look up the voice acting talent on DuckTales. Mm-hmm. Woo. Also, damn you fucking Baron Vaughn, because you're completely right. He does a whole bit about 90s cartoon theme songs, and DuckTales is one of them he's talking about. And he talks about how you can't think DuckTales without thinking woo, because it's complete... Pavlov response. Yeah. But he's also talking Pavlovian about... Pavlovian would be the... Yes. Adjective. It's a complete Pavlovian response. Mm-hmm. Let me ring the bell. And you'll start salivating. I also like Sisyphusian. What a Sisyphusian effort. Yep. But he's talking about how his brain is full of 90s cartoon theme mm-hmm. songs, and that's why he can't have a successful relationship. I don't remember... Oh, yeah, I do remember that bit. Okay. Yeah, because he's talking about them trying to talk and that taking over his entire brain. Yeah. Yeah. It's like whenever they snap into, like, Homer's brain and it's just doing something completely inane. The thing is, every time you talk about duck pails... Oh, sorry, duck pails. Well, oh? you and I both just got, like, the weirdest mental image, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, I, so think I think about... Where you're going. No, I think about Launchpad McQuack. Oh. Who is the regular on duck Reginald Bushroot. That was it was Reginald! Damn it! Thank you! Because they called him Reggie. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> Think about Launchpad McQuack, uh-huh. who was the regular on DuckTales, yeah. and also a regular on Darkwing Duck. Yeah, he was a psychic. Exactly. And you and I have conversations about our two favorite episodes. Well, I, I would say three favorite episodes of Darkwing Duck, which is... Quacker Jack and the Time Top. Was the, you said. Quacker Jack and the Time Top, which Mo- is the Frank Miller episode. Yeah. Yeah, they do, they do a whole bunch of uh, Dark Knight uh, Returns references in it. Zombie Potato. Yep. Which is the potato backwards Reginald no. Bushroot yeah. episode. And then the second episode of the entire series where they're writing the comic book. 
and people keep coming in and it's all the tonal shifts. Yeah, oh, I do remember that one. Yeah, those are the three favorite episodes of Dark Big Duck. Oh, God, such a great show. Such a great show. You know, we should really look up the showrunner on that and see what he's doing now. Uh, no, I can't even think of the guy whose voice was Darkwing Duck, and he was on a podcast that I just saw, and I was like, oh, shit, I should really grab that. No, but it's just one of those where, like, they had so many weird little one-off side characters, like Jambalaya Jake. He comes back. Yes, but he was And the gator was the same gator gator from from the Rescuers. Or Hook. Um, Yeah, and Peter Pan. Yeah, Peter Pan and the Rescuers. They kind of had that, like, that alligator mold character. Uh, she was the name of the fucking. What was the name of the crocodile in that? It'll come to me. Of course it will, but yeah, Jambalaya Jake. And that was my first was concept like, of anything Cajun. Voodoo, voodoo Cajun. Queen Grandma? Like I said, that was my first concept of anything Cajun Creole ever. Oh, yeah. Jambalaya Jake. Thanks, Disney. Way to set in the stereotype. Well, they're for a reason. There's so many cleverly named duck referenced characters, and it's so Well, you gotta figure it, like, he was based out of St. Canard. His name was Drake Mallard, which... Uh, he had an adopted daughter named Gosling. Gosling. I mean... What was the name of her friend? Honker. Honker Muddlefoot. Oh, God. Because Herb was the... Yeah, Herb Muddlefoot was the dad that always wanted to be And then there was the overly, like, optimistic, dim-witted wife. Well, no, they were the, the suburban happy family. Yeah. God, what was the name of the wife? Because it was her Muddlefoot and... I don't... It was, like, Binky. It was... Well, Binky was the nickname. I don't know if it was her yeah, actual that's name. Yeah, the, And then, uh... Seriously? And then, like, the old, older brother was, like, named, like, Chunk or something. No, his name was Tank. Tank. That was it. He goes, and he was, like, the archetype of the older brother he was, from he was Home Alone. Chet. No, he was, like, Chet from Weird Science. That's a big, you know... Rest in peace, Bill Paxton. Yeah, I was going to say. It, God, him is the little weird creature at the end of yeah. Weird Science. Yeah, and then the guy that played Chet in Weird Science the Show ended up being the um, one of the main guys in Oz. He's the one you first meet. That, 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 JK, that no. uh, J.K. Simmons rapes, like right off the bat. Oh yeah, with the long hair and the crazy nails, because he does the, the weird nail murder later on. Yeah, like he turns, like he's in jail for a DUI. It's or like tax. It's something. He, it, it's basically a blue collar crime. Yeah, yeah, but he ends up getting put in like the max whatever. He gets put in Emerald City and. Uh, Is it J.K. Simmons who rapes him? It's not Chris. You're thinking Chris Milani. He comes in later on. God, he's so fucking creepy in Oz. Yeah, yeah. Is the sexual predator? <laughs> yeah, but Which is no. Funny it's J.K. Simmons rapes him first. But like I said, the last few things that Chris. Milani. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce his name correctly. Milani? Uh-huh. The last few things he's done has been comedies, and he was really good in them. But he was just, he was such an intense drama actor for so many years, because he did Oz and SBU, which basically share the same cast. He's a man of steel. I don't remember that. Uh-huh. Doing what? He was one of the soldiers, but his... He went under the codename Guardian, and, like, I think it was meant to imply that he'll eventually become, like, the totally, like, Z-list hero, um, Guardian. He's based out of Metropolis. Um, speaking of Man of Steel, though, it's a good jump for Zack Snyder. Uh, What happened this week in Zack Snyder universe? Well, the Justice League trailer hit. Like, a good one. 
Or a better one, let's say. Because it looks like you've got finished effects on Cyborg, who looks a lot better. It still doesn't look great. Yeah, but he doesn't look as he jagged. Looks, he looks a lot better, but he still doesn't look great. It's like the CGI on his face is weird. That's that's my issue, is that... It's like, like an uncanny valley thing. Like I said, to make a character like Cyborg work, you have to have a lot of humanness in a very small area. It, but it just looks like he's like motion-captured, as opposed to... Actual filming. You could have done practical effects, at least on his face. Easily. It, you know, I and mean, you it would have looked. You could have cleaned so, them up a little, but you could have gotten. The yeah, yeah, yeah. But it looks like it, it, like it looks like his face is mocap, and it looks weird. Um, but that, it, that's not okay. The trailer actually looks pretty good. W- once again, it was just such a weird tonal shift. What do you mean? Oh, now that it's like funnier. Like I said, this is a very Suicide Squad esque trailer and that's not a good thing because the Suicide Squad trailer I'd call it DC's Sucker Punch that's actually a good description yeah um, and it, do I, mean, I like the fact that they're not so gritty and serious yeah I absolutely do but it's one of those things where it's like did you guys take a hard right instead of taking a no side? but I think they probably did a lot of punch up after everything with Donna Justice because I mean it really does sound like somebody went full on typewriter hands on this trailer I, Shall we? I, I don't... I, well, I don't agree with that, actually. Um, I think it is a, a slight tunnel shift, but I don't think it's a complete... Like, it's not going to be a buddy comedy with Batman and Aquaman, though it's I would not. love to see that. Do I love the joke in there with Batman when they ask what his superpower is? Because I'm rich. I love that. Dude, the best superpower of all is money. Just ask Iron Man. Here's the funny thing, though. Aquaman's never been funny. I... He probably had... He probably had, like, the whole Drax thing where he was funny without being funny in the Peter David run. Because Peter David's a funny writer. Here's the thing. I so I'm sure like there was humor in Aquaman. What they're but... trying to do, bring the humor in, they're completely underutilizing what the Flash is supposed to be. We don't know that. We haven't seen that much of him. I still don't have a lot of faith in Ezra Miller. Not, you know, after seeing Fantastic Beasts, I can see where he would... The Flash is quippy and hilarious and irreverent. Depends on which one. And this is Barry Allen. Like I said. Barry not, Allen's a lot drier. Not that much. We'll see. I mean, I think he'll bring some humor to it. I mean, I, you know. Uh-huh. I think you saw that in the in that first uh, teaser trailer, that the Flash was going to be a little funnier. Like I said, the Flash is supposed to be quippy and hilarious. I really just, I really just want Spider-Man and the Flash to, like, quip off. Yeah, like, the have fla- them be together. But Barry Allen's not... Fine, that. have Wally West's Flash do it, then. Yeah. Like I said, I just I want Spider-Man and the Flash to get attacked by a gang with knives and have them have a quip-off while they're fighting off the gang with knives. Well, I mean, just read the bromance between Spider-Man and Deadpool. You want a quip-off. I don't want Spider-Man and Deadpool. I want Spider-Man and the Flash. Flash isn't that quippy. <sighs> I disagree. I mean, I think Wally was funnier than Barry, but... I mean, do you want him to go Kid Flash? No, because Bart was just... He was funny in that, like, he had that weird, like, disconnect. Because he was, like, from the future, and he was like, Oh, like, look at this. Ice guns, how quaint. You know what I mean? Like... (laughs) Ice guns, how quaint. Like, yeah, like, he was just like, Oh, you know, I used to build these in high... You know, in middle school. Like, it was like he... He found the past funny, so he was funny in it. Um, but I don't think the 
Flash has never been like super quippy. I disagree. I think he's more quippy than Arrow. We'll give you that one, which we'll talk about later. Uh, so anyway, I did j- want to ask you about the trailer. So the Wonder Woman trailer was actually really good. Uh, DC. I think DC nailed Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman looks really good in this yep. trailer. Yeah. And I don't mean she's just, gonna. She's and gonna, I mean I don't mean just physically, but like her no. character seems fully like when she's developed. like flying around, yeah. the shit out of people. You're like that's palpable. Uh, double clotheslines. All I'm gonna say. Yeah. Um, like I said, she looks like she's come into her own as a character. With not that much screen it, time just, yet. I mean, it's just one of those things. She seems very established and very comfortable in what she's supposed to be. And the thing is, really, before the, the movie trailer mm-hmm. of Wonder Woman, uh-huh. you really only got Wonder Woman out of the fight with Doomsday. I mean, that was it. Mm-hmm. And you're going, okay, she can fight. But then, like... Th- just the trailer of Wonder Woman alone sets up enough that you go, oh, okay, this is where she learned how to fight. I went into watching it really wanting to hate it, and I ended up being very much a fan of it. Yeah, absolutely. So Justice League, it feels like we already know her, even though she hasn't had that much screen time really in in the DC cinematic. Not at all. So, I'm excited for Wonder Woman. I'll see Justice League. Um... I'm still not sold on the bad guy, but whatever. Um, I think it's I, honestly, I think it's a cop out. Um, you know, because Marvel's done so well on their big bads. Yeah, well, they have. No, they really haven't. Name one big bad that failed. None True. of them fail, but the only one that's really interesting is Loki. Are you not just Avengers? Talking well, I guess technically. Well, Red Skull was a lackluster, but the whole movie was lackluster. We've already had this conversation like yeah, 20 times. I know. Um, Think about the big bad in Civil War. The law. Truly, the U.S. government. Well, but and I it's mean, need it's, to put it's people in boxes. There, I don't... Well, there's technically, like, two of them, but, you know. Well, there's Zemo. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, it wasn't... Uh-oh. Oh, Zemo. Ugh. Come on. Yeah, creepy, right? Uh-huh. Just imagine, like, a little baby with that ski mask thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess Zemo was kind of, yeah. And Ultron It's fun, but... No, but the only big bad you've ever really been interested in and Thanos. wanted to see more of... Well, Thanos doesn't technically count yet. Why not? Infinity. <laughs> Yeah, he's been the power behind everything. everything. Yeah. But he hasn't actually really interacted. Guardians. Uh, yeah, because he sent out Ronan. Nebula and he's one of, uh, he's, you know, but Ronan the But Ronan was the big bat. Yeah. And I, I did like Ronan. I liked Ronan. I thought he was interesting. Yeah, Lee Pace is a great actor. You know what? I'll take it back. I would like to see more Ronan. Only because it was, like... His whole thing was like, it was like a religious fanaticism. Well, that was the thing, is that, that I wanted to hear more about the religious fanaticism, and I loved the whole thing with him, with the priests, and they're putting on, like, the... the, the ritualistic, the, Yeah, the makeup yeah. and the powder and the helmet. And he's which, like, course, I'm right because yeah, like I'm said, right because I'm Cree. Like I said, it was a re- religious fanaticism. I did want to see more of that, but it's just like, who was the bad guy in Iron Man 3? Uh, Iron Man 3 was, um... Technically, it was what's his name, uh, Guy Pierce, whose name I can't think of off the top of my head. Oh crap! 
what was his character's name? But yes, it was Guy Pierce. The guy who um, started AIM. That was. Um, well, first it was you know Gandhi, then it was Guy Pierce. Well, first it was Malin, and then it was quote unquote the Mandarin, and then Guy Pierce. God, what what the fuck was his name in it? Oh, um, Adrian. No, shit. It'll come to me. And the thing is, he was a really interesting character. Sorry. He was a really interesting character, but do I want to see more of him? No, not really. Mm-mm. Keep talking. The name's on the tip of my tongue. Well, I'm just talking about how Loki has been the big bad in, what, three films now? Uh, one, two. Eh, would you call him the big bad in Thor 2? I would not. Because that'd be, uh, no, he Dr. Was, Elf. Like I said, no, he was... <laughs> yes, Christopher Eccleston. Like I said, no, he was a plot device, and it was a way to move along the series. And I don't mean that in a bad way. That's just the function right, of his character. Right. I'm not going to get it. It's Adrian something or something Adrian. I can't, I can't remember. Is it Adrian Brody? No. It's not Adrian Brody. Come on, that was funny. And it's not Rocky's wife, either. I wasn't going to do that. I was. Which is funny, because you, <laughs> know, you know how I associate her now as this Rashida Jones' mom. It was totally her, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, her and Quincy Jones. Yep. Mm-hmm. Banged out a very beautiful uh, lady. Which, by the way, uh, Angie Tribeca season four is starting soon, I believe. Two? Yeah. No, two's out. Season three? Season three, then. Yeah, season three. Lots of track on season two. I loved, I no, loved no, all Angie the... Tribeca. No, like I said, no, season two is up on Hulu. I've been watching it. Okay. <laughs> It starts out exactly how you think it should start out. It's like just her waking so f- up from a coma. Of course. And having a baby in the coma. And her partner moving on and raising their child with this sexy scientist doctor. It is so, doctor. like, naked gun. Like, I did not no, expect it to be so it's fucking so funny. It's so stupid, but it's so funny. It's just that scene where she's talking, the first season when it's like, she's talking to the, like, murder victim's wife or something, or the suspect's wife, and she's like, tea? No, thank you. Coffee? No, thank you. Euro sandwich? Oh, yes, please. Like, it's like, what the fuck? It's like every lazy comedy trope you could possibly do, but, but since it's like, you it's haven't like, it, seen them in so long... It was so... I didn't expect it to be as, like, police squad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, I didn't it, think it was going to be so... It really is... Blatantly, extreme. like, slapstick fun. It's basically airplane. It's... I should, this, today's not the day I should have stopped sniffing glue. No, yeah, like, it's like... It, it's... Yeah, it's, it's very Zucker Brothers. I think I said that, like, when, It's extremely Zucker Brothers. It's like I said that when, when it came out. I was like, if you like... Naked Guns, if you like the police squad, if you like Airplane, like you're going to love Andrew Tribeca because it's that humor that's both dumb and smart at the same time. Because TBS puts out their stuff on Hulu in like a weird schedule. I totally popped about 12 episodes of season two at the same time, which is good because I like binging it. I like getting yeah, locked into that universe. It's like watching Parks and Rec or 30 Rock where you get locked into that universe so you kind of understand the comedic mm-hmm. rules. Um, no, I think they released... The whole first season in, like, one day. And yeah, and I binged that over the course and then, of, like, three like, or four days. And then, like, a week or two weeks later, they put them out as, like, one a week. Did, I don't know if they did both the second season, apparently. But... No, like I said, it just popped on Hulu pretty recently. So. I keep complaining with the building. They won't fix it. What? The running toilet? So my toilet tank randomly won't fill or fills on its own, which is not a big deal. You just take off the lid and tap the float, and it's not yeah. a thing. They, they say they replaced the insides of it about a year ago, and they won't do it again. I'll replace the insides for you. I don't care. Well, if you want to, you can, but I'm just saying. I feel like it's not hard. I feel like, yes, I know it's not hard, but I feel like the building should pay for yeah, it. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, admittedly, my rent is way cheap, but still. 
And also, maintenance hates me for that one time I got their car towed for parking in my parking spot, but that's on them. Shouldn't have parked there. So, speaking of Justice League, we'll oh, get... Oh, sorry. DCTV? Oh. DCTV. Um, not a whole lot of notes, but let's just get the worst out of the way. The musical Flash episode. It got great reviews. It was fucking terrible. It's no Buffy. It was... Exactly. And that is the yardstick I use in terms of musical okay, episodes. here's the thing. is I get their logic. Hey, you guys were on Glee together. You could both sing. Fuck yourself. That is not how you should do a crossover episode like this. Especially considering how much Supergirl is flailing. Flailing hard. Nobody... Do you watch Supergirl? No? I actually think that pause worked for you. I think that pause worked for you. But like I said, Supergirl, it's not doing well. It hasn't integrated well into the universe. They haven't made enough tonal shifts. And it's not sh attracting I, viewers. I think it'll change come third season if it gets one. I think it because, has? Um, because... DC did a big... No, sorry, not DC. Um, CW did a mass renewal. I'm pretty sure Supergirl was among them. Um, I think the third season will be a bit more what we expect from... Um, Arrow and Flash in terms of... Well, no, um, it's one of those, like, Flash has stumbled. Sorry, not Flash. Arrow has stumbled for a few oh, seasons, but it's working its way back. The Flash has been consistently entertaining. Legends, oh, apparently... No. Like I said, Legends, apparently I need to take another look. Oh, my God, yeah, you do. No, but it's this just, back half of the no, season pretty, is fantastic. Pretty, pretty much everybody's told me, suck it up, binge through it, treat it like Parks and Rec, get through the first two seasons and get to the good shit. The, the back no, like I said, pretty much great. everything I've read and everything I, everybody I've talked to have been like, they found their footing and it's actually hilarious and very very smart. Yeah. So apparently they I took need their to. sweet time getting there, but they got there. Like I said, apparently I need to get my shit together on that one. Um, However, Supergirl, it's not been warmly received. Well, they couldn't. The thing is, coming from was it CBS? Yes. Right? Yeah, that's right. Which, by coming, the way, what the fuck, CBS? So, coming from the vibe at CBS, because I don't want to keep saying tonal changes over and over here. The vibe at CBS, old as fuck. Uh, but I mean, like, it was... You realize you that couldn't, CBS you couldn't, you couldn't is get a it, solid 20-year age difference in viewership between the two places. But you couldn't take it for, for what it was on CBS, that tone, that humor, which was... Uh, it failed. Why would you try and try and save any of that? Why well, not but the just... thing is, you can't get it over to the CW and make it like Flash, Arrow, Legends, because you do have a built-in audience that was going to watch the second season, so you can't do that, like, 180... It's an audio podcast. I can't see you scowling. Um, I don't think it had a built-in audience. Well, I mean, as small or dumb as they may be... Um, it, it had, obviously, an audience if it managed to be resurrected on CW. No, um, I think it got resurrected on CW because the CW fans watched the Flash crossover on Supergirl on CBS, and that's it. I think they basically needed to scrap everything but the costumes, the sets, and the actors. Martian Manhunter looked really good. I, I, I don't watch um, I said costumes, Supergirl. sets, and yeah. actors. I did not say anything about that. No, no, but that's what I'm However, saying. However, the I don't actor think he, I don't who plays Martian Manhunter has a history of being a homophobe. Um, mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm one of those people, I can, I can divorce actors from their roles, um, but... Let's watch it, Hitler in this new comedy. 
it's called The Great Dictator, and yeah. It's just, the Great Dictator is still fucking funny, I'm sorry. When he's doing that ballet with the glow, it's fucking hilarious. Um, but, no, I don't think you can do that, like, 180 tone shift. No, you can't. Without alienating, no, no pun intended. I get that you can't do that. I still feel like they were extremely heavy-handed, and they were fucking stupid. So I think they're gonna... Stupid to try and do a musical episode. Well, it wasn't, it just, it wasn't a good episode. I literally just scrolled through all their singing. Like... Like I said, I get that you guys met when you were both working on Glee. And you this can is, sing. This is not a thing you need to do with your new shows. Yeah, I, I don't think they need to gimmick it up. You know what I mean? It's like, the way whenever... Maybe next Darren Chris will be here. Who? Never watch Glee. It I sense. don't, I... Mm-mm. Um, but here's, okay, so here's my thing. It's like... Uh, and you'll didn't do this, but I think you'll recognize what I'm talking about. Where mm-hmm. um, in the '90s, in at Marvel, which was like the the big comic boom, um, they put out it's true early '90s um, the big collectors market, multiple holographic covers, and they're making money hand over fist at the time. I still have some uh, Marvel cards in my wallet. This would be about the time Marvel cards. So they would come out with these new heroes. Um, like, they did Morbius, mm-hmm. um, there was uh, a weird, almost like Mr. Mizzleplick-esque, he was, he could turn himself into a cartoon, and his name was Slapstick, and he could, like, utilize, like, hammer space. Do you know, you know what hammer space is, right? I know what you, hold on, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, am I boring you? Um. Yes, yes, you are. Oh, an Alarmtron here. Let's see, it's here. Oh. Oh, no, it's just a dick bag with a horn. That's it. Uh, and you know what hammer space is, right? It's where hammer time happens. No, that's hammer time. Oh, 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 oh. This is not a musical episode. Stop singing stuff. Sorry. Um, hammer space is, um... Is it where time punches happen? No. Uh, hammer space is when, imagine, um, Felix the Cat or, um, Scott Pilgrim, when, uh, Ramona pulls the hammer out of her purse... Oh, and got it. Can't it. No, physically it's, fit it's, in there. it's the invisible space. Got it. It's, okay, got it. And no. it's, but it's called hammer space. No, That's I get it. Actual, no, that the, makes the sense. No, I, I understand. But it's always like the bag you can reach in. Like, it's like a bag of holding, effectively. It's like the perfect example of uh, hammer space if you play Dungeons and Dragons. No, it, it's it's the house but, of it's the house of leaves. It's bigger on the inside than the outside. Yeah, that's yes. The TARDIS would be an example of hammer space, I guess. Yeah. No, like I said, it's bigger. But anyway, it's um, bigger on the inside but, than the outside. So they had all these new characters. And, of course, they get their own books, and they're not strong enough to survive on their own. Why would they get their own books? I'm not... Who was their marketing director? God. That wasn't a real question. Okay, I was like, might have been Bob Harris at the time? Anyway, so invariably, you always had Wolverine or Spider-Man pop up in the first three issues. Which is funny, because they do that with Miss Marvel... But it actually goes super well. And admittedly, this book is 20 years later than that. But the point is, like, you have stuff like The Flash popping up on Supergirl to boost ratings. Um, that's what and it that's is. And that's exactly the only reason why the CW took it from CBS. is because The Flash did the crossover episode so, and they went so, well. So it was a known property of when they were going to move it into CW, right? I can't believe CBS optioned it in the first place. They should have it fucking known. Yeah. And, and it's who, the same thing with Constantine. Where it was a super bad fit, and they bring him to the CW, and he's phenomenal. Yep. Um, my huge Sorry, issues, other than it was basically Flash Glee, um, it was, yeah, terrible. I literally fast-forwarded through all of the singing. It, 
So the premise of the episode, Deb. Yeah, but the thing is that you don't hate musicals. No, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of them, but if they're done well, I like them. Buffy. Uh, South Park. Dr. Horrible. Yep. I mean... Like, we can keep going. No, we really couldn't, really. No, I, I could think of it, like, a bunch more. Xena wasn't bad. I remember it not being bad. Was it bad? It was a long time ago. Sorry, there was a flood. But anyway... No, it was a long time ago. My point is, here's here's the premise of the episode, Deb. Uh, an alien... Repo. Huh? Repo. No. Uh, I've never seen Repo, the genetic opera. Well, I have it. I'm, I still need to get through much ado about nothing. Which one? The one you loaned me, the Joss Whedon one. Okay. The, uh, the Kenneth Branagh one's also excellent. I think I've seen that one. Like I said. But I wanted to see the Joss Whedon one. But anyway. It's so good. This I alien, think the Kenneth Branagh's better. This alien puts the mental whammy on Flash and Supergirl. Puts them into... No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Stop. Um, so, he does that. It puts them into comas where their shared hallucination coma dream uh, is the, the musical stuff. And he's like, you must, you know, figure out the plot and do the script to get out of here. Now, while this is all happening... Okay, I super get the suspension of disbelief, but it's still stupid. Oh, just wait. While this is all happening, he's sucking their powers, like, he's funneling their powers into him, so he's running around Central City, like, you know, robbing banks for some strange reason? Like Peter Petrelli? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Um, and so, like, they finally get them out of the dream because they put... Um, Iris and oh, Monel. Damn it! Uh, you're gonna let me finish this, goddammit, because this is we're no finish it, and then I'll tell you why I was laughing. So they put Iris and um, they breach Iris and Monel into the coma dream, which makes fucking no sense at all. No, um, and uh, like they re- they each reconcile their relationships, and that's mm-hmm. how they do it. Um, Worst and, inception ever. Yeah, it really actually was. Uh, so then they come out and they, they beat the, and I swear to God, I'm like, the thing is, there's only one character it could have been, and I kept waiting for them to name him, and I'm like, what an oldie-timey name for an alien. But they call him the Music Meister, actual character. Uh, Where's Cisco when you need him? So, uh, he was there. Um, the did Music Meister, it the music I think he did. Oh, God, Cisco, I'm gonna kick you so, right in the dick. Two more things. The Music Meister is, in the comics... Like, Golden Age, very Silver Agey um, character who... Yeah, I'm sure he's a compatriot of the Kaiser. Well, you, do you remember the um, the Justice League episode where they go to the, um, the like, Earth 2 and it's the Green Guardsmen and it's all, like, the World War 2? I do. Do you remember that? Here's and the it's funny like, it's thing, like the though, mutant, when you say it's the, like the music mutant kids hallucination yeah, like powers. Said, it's very Akira. Um, it is. Anyway. It's uh, like the Flashpoint where he ends up murdering everyone. Crap, what's the... the fuck are you talking about? I... I well, all fair. No, a different character in Flashpoint, and he has this hallucination and ends up murdering everybody, and I can't... Remember. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, so, uh... Fuck, so you have already made... Oh, so the Music Meister is one of the bad guys in that. He's the guy who drives the car that's shaped like a clarinet, and uses, like, the sound wave, in, like, the shockwave-inducing accordion. Oh, yes. That's a character. That is a character. That's the Music Meister, where he's like... Time to face the music. Like it's like all music puns and a clarinet car. Um, I'm sorry. Just keep hearing like the badly tuned vaudeville piano. Oh yeah, oh, this very much. Yeah. Um, so that's typewriter hands. They made him in 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 this crossover with Flash and Supergirl that they apparently at one point ask him like, 
like what planet are you from or what dimension are you from? Because I know that they just had Mr. Mizzleplek on when who's a fifth dimensional imp. Mr. Mizzleplek or Mizzleplex? Mizzleplek. Okay, got it. Um, though I could not say it backwards. Um, Tiltixism. Did you actually just do that? No, it was a joke. Okay, I was like, fuck. That's, that's something, Rain <laughs> that, Man. That, that was a joke. I can say any word backwards like that. Um, Arvid. That's my name backwards. Mine sounds like a, a, a oh, leprechaun. It does sound like a leprechaun. Mm-hmm. So good, Rubkin. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, so he goes, oh, I'm, he goes, I am like, you can't even comprehend what I am, and like, literally vanishes into thin air, and I'm like, that was fucking stupid. Well, it's, it's like the, the plot device. Supergirl is so stupid, it ruined an episode of The Flash. Uh, but no, it's one of those things where it's like, and then he disappeared in a puff of logic. Yeah, really. Um, Which is, I think, from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So the only... Yep, how do you fly? Throw yourself at the ground and miss. Uh, no, that's from Sandman. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy no. is... Oh, you're right. No. That's because Arthur no, not learns no, how to fly. No, no, you're right. Like I said, it's You're the, thinking about it's how... The, I, no, it's you just the remember of, in Dreams how to fly. Is what no, you no, it's the, it's the knack of throwing yourself at the ground and missing. And in Sandman, it's the... You pick your one foot up and then you pick the other foot up. Because in your dreams, you remember how to fly. Yeah. So but, anyway... No, what I was going to say, though, is that it's one of those, like, trying to rework a Golden Age villain and it not working. And you and I have had arguments about this before, where I talked to you a bunch of shit about the Sportsmaster. I reconsider. I think when they reworked the Sportsmaster, they actually made him a pretty good... He was good, fucking badass. Like I said, they made him an interesting and believable villain. Like yeah. I said, I talked a lot of shit to you about the Sportsmaster. I'm like, this is bullshit. This is stupid. He's a no. stupid villain. I have reconsidered. Yeah. And if I you do it back. right, you can do it right. Like I said, and you know what? If you think about it, it's the fact that he's mastered pretty much every physicality possible. Yeah. And you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. However, the Music Meister, not so much. Not so much. Um, so that that was... Just skip this episode. All you need to know... Literally, is that... Supergirl was so bad it ruined an episode of The Flash? Well, I was going to say that basically, like, in terms of plot for both seasons, or for both shows, they're respected loved ones, and they uh, reconcile. That was it. That was it. Um, fl- uh, we just talked about Flash. Legends? Okay. Two big points on this one. One is, I want just as much as I love when Eugene, or God rest him, Abraham, talked on... Um, you want the isms? On, on Walking Dead, yeah. Mick, Rory's, like, Mick-isms. I'd say Rory-isms, because Mick-isms sounds really nasty. Yeah, but then you get into that fact that uh, Arthur Darville was Rory in Doctor Who. And they don't really call him Rory. Well, I can't say Rory-isms. That sounds like something else entirely. Yeah. So anyway, um, at one point they steal back the uh, Spear of Destiny from the Legion, which is great, showing that both teams... Can be like exploited in terms of security, which was really fun. It took a lot of back and forth. You know what the this, worst part is? Episode. You know who'd be great in that episode? Huh? Like I said, you know what the worst part is? You know who'd be great in that episode? What are you talking about? Constantine. I would be very impressed if they if, no, if, anytime, if they brought him in. Like and, I said, anytime the Spirit of Destiny is involved, I feel Constantine. like Constantine should be there. That would be Rory that, and Constantine interact with Oh no my god. Exactly. Well they both be drinking beers. Um, no, because it would be so, them having the fucking bar conversation. They'd be so, pubmates. Yeah. So, in terms of uh, this episode, you've got the, the, the one little thing and then the one big thing. The little thing is that 
So they, they steal back the uh, Spear of Destiny. They get onto the Wave Rider. And they go, well, okay, so we got the spear. And Mick goes, piece of cake. And they go, do you really think it was that easy? He goes, do you really think it was that easy? And he goes, no. I mean, I want a piece of cake and a beer. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. It's just like, like he wasn't saying it was a piece of cake. He was just demanding one. You know what's funny about that is the only thing that makes me think of is... Um... Drags. No, Jason Statham talking about getting in shape for roles. Mm-hmm. Where he spends, you know, months or even, sorry, he spends months or even sometimes years staying in shape for a role. And he's like, all I want to do is eat cake and drink beer. I don't ever want to see an angry, drunk Jason Statham. Um, well, he's a dad now, so. Well, I guess she's still pregnant, but yeah. Him and Rosie, two names. The one who was the replacement. No, the one who was the replacement. Rosie two names? No, it's like Rosie Winting Hunter. You know, it's something impressively English. Oh, okay, yeah. Sure. She was the replacement for uh, Megan one. Fox in the last Transformers movie. Oh, the... Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was going to say they're expecting, which is going to be like the most genetically perfect child of all time. God, except for this hairline. He looks good, bald. Thanks. Um... You're not bald. Do you mean because I haven't gotten a haircut recently, or like you actually think I have a hairline? Do you want a real answer? No. Okay. Off air. Um, so, uh, give me another anxiety to talk about this week on Damn. Uh, the oh, big, you look fine. The big thing... I'm not Okay, when I say the big thing, I'm not referencing what you just said. Um, the big thing in, in this episode is that the Legion goes back in time... Uh, gets Wentworth. Yeah? Okay, go ahead. What was that? No, continue on. Legion goes back in time. The Legion. Oh, I thought we were still talking about Legends, sorry. We are. Oh, sorry. The Legion of Doom. No, I got confused because Legion Legion is on my list. Sorry. No, 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 no. Uh, we're gonna talk the fuck out of that, though. We are, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I got confused. So the Legion of Doom Legion goes Legion. back, yeah. The Legion of Doom goes back in time, mm-hmm. gets, um, Wentworth Miller, mm-hmm. uh, Captain Cold, uh, before the Legends got to him, so he's still, like, super selfish, he didn't learn, like, honor or self-sacrifice, any of that. Correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't his big, like, character moment when Golden Glider almost died? In Flash, yes. No, that's kind of what led him to being a hero yeah. as opposed to... Yeah. Yeah, um, so then, because then, then in Legends he yeah. sacrifices himself at the end of the first season. Yeah. Um, and Mick tries to kind of come to grips with that, and even though Mick's just Mick. Yeah, but he tries. To, he understands that like he can be better. He wants to live up to that example that his friends set for him. Um, Which is funny because of Prison Break, I still think of them as brothers. They're, I mean, brothers in arms. I would say on this show very much. Also, a new season of Prison Break is coming soon. Um, and that guy that created Prison Break. Came out with a new novel, in case you're wondering. Well, here's the thing, though, is that I did what was recommended to me by Garner, where I watched the first season of Prison Break, and then I stopped. Okay. And so I still think it's a phenomenal fucking ridiculous... Does the second season suck? Second and third are apparently real bad. Oh, okay. How many prisons can you break out of, I guess? Um, don't yeah, that, that was question. that was pretty much what the... Oh, know. okay, wow. Um, yeah, exactly. So, they went back, they've got Captain Cold now, who fills out the, the Legion of Doom... But it's, like, pre-legend, so he's still, like, like the asshole he is. And he ends up getting into Mick's head, um, which has been a, a reoccurring thing. 
Um, and well, it Mick's seems like... not particularly mentally strong. And I don't mean that in, like, an intelligence kind of way. I mean that in an emotional way. Well, he I, he broke through the conditioning of the time pigs or whatever he calls them. But it's just one of those things where Mick hasn't I had think, a lot of time I think time he has a force for, of will. He does have a force of will, but he hasn't had a lot of time to be comfortable in himself. And, and that's, what you need and is that's to a be theme very, on this episode. Like is that you need to be very comfortable in yourself before you can let other people interfere with your mental well-being. Yes, and that, that's the whole. If you can't love yourself, how can you love anybody else? It's one of those like at one point Captain Cold says like they just think of you as a thug. You're you know kind of the bullet in the gun like point you at something. And, and they've been building him. I was going to say from just being a thud for a very thug. And then at thug. one point Stein, like, says something about like. You know why? Why do you have to look at the situation like a thug? And that's what tri- that's what triggers Mick. Sets him off, yeah. To betray the legends, uh, and join the doom. Uh, join the doom. Join the Legion of Doom. Actually, we'll see. I'd say the doom is better. I I think. I think he'll realize that he's oh, no, a he's more complete the... person on Legends and with by himself, than being defined by. A younger snart. I actually so. think it's a very bold move for them to put a lot of the show's emotional heart into Rory. Mick, yes. Mick Rory. Heatwave. Yeah. Like I said, I think it's a very bold move. Because he's been making moves. I mean, he. it looked like him and Vixen were kind of a thing. But it's one of the things But she just believed like... in him and kind of gave him more of that confidence to be... More than the guy with the, you know, fire gun. You know what I mean? Like I said, you're not... Which is how he looked at himself as well. Like I said, you're not the thug with the weapon. You're a person. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to move on to Legion? Or do you have other thoughts? Uh, uh, Not on Legends, uh, but we'll wrap up on DCTV with uh, Arrow. Prometheus fucking broke him. And it was metal as fuck. Um, God damn, just watch it. I don't even want to ruin it. Um, but like the note is a little punny and I said, ah, a broken arrow. Um, um, so not to be confused theory, with the John what's going to Travolta happen is movie. I'm assuming I'm not going to sleep in Vegas because I don't sleep well in strange places. I'm just going to catch up on all my DC TV. Okay. Well, Which, by the way, I, I, Riverdale's weird. Like I, I can't, no just, no, I can't decide if I love it or hate it. It's one of those like. They, they make so many odd choices. I'm like, it's kind of Twin Peaksy, but it's also kind of like watching Pretty Little Liars, and that's not necessarily... I've got a friend who's obsessed with that show. What yeah. is it about Pretty Little Liars? Well, the reason I started watching this is because I actually like the fashion. Yeah, I know, you would never watch a show for that. But like I said, I was a really a big fan of the first season's costume designer, and then I kind of dropped out of it for a while, and then I made a tactical error and read all of the book synopsis online... And now I just I haven't watched it in years, but it's one of those things where it's like it's a teen drama, but it also has like these kind of really interesting elements that are maybe a little bit supernatural. And it's like the main character that I think they should be utilizing, they've been underutilizing, and it's like I I can binge three episodes at a time, but if I had to watch this week to week, I'd stab myself in the vagina. Fair enough. Um. Speaking of you want to be stabbed in the vagina, uh, <laughs> Legion. 
Okay, so I'm only two episodes in. Well, I'll tell you what. Oh, no, you the, can spoil the crap out the of The season it. is oh, almost okay. over. I thought it was on for ten. It's actually on for eight, and episode seven was last week. I actually think that's very smart on FX's part, because they knew it was either going to be Oh, big. it's already it's already got a second season. Oh, no, it has. It, it, got, it no, got renewed earlier No, like, earlier very, very quickly, but I think, I think it was very smart on FX's part, because they're like, this is going to be enormous, or this is going to fail horribly. However, the second you got Aubrey Plaza on board, I would have been like, yeah, let's do oh, it for wait. two more seasons. Oh, just wait. Oh, no. I know. Do you? I've read some things. What do you know? She's the real star. Well, she does play an aspect of an icon. Well, no, no. It. It's more the fact that she's the MVP. As an actor. She is. Well, as an actor. But, I mean, as everyone as in it is so fucking good. Um, I mean, everyone in it is. Even the guy, like, the, the memory guy who's like, not. Nah, Really, there all the time, um, and I don't mean that like mentally or anything. But I mean, he's just not in that many scenes. Like he's good. Um, but this is one of those shows where you watch it and you're like, I should look up the casting director and see what else they've it's, done. It's one of those, yeah. Yeah, no, it's well because uh, Jean Smart um, jumped on without knowing anything about it just because she was had the Emmy nod from Fargo, and she's like, I'll do whatever like this guy tells me. Like to I do. said, it's one of those like. I'd like to look up the casting director and see what else he's done. Um, I assumed, or she. It was, I assumed it was a man. I'm sorry. Because um, the one we ended up looking up was a woman. Yeah, as it well. was. Like I said. Um, but uh, it's. I call. I called it. I called it. No, you called it what two weeks ago? Yeah, Shadow King. Um, but once again, I said, "This is it's a it's a like astral, like, being sort of so to speak." Um, can, can we so just we say can't, brain squid? Sure, we could say brain squid. Um, I just like the mental image. Once again, the inventiveness in this show, the, the two things that really come to mind, um, though I, I have three things, but two, the two in terms of the creativeness on this show is that at one point, um, his ra- legion, or David Haller's um, regional, uh, rational mind is talking to his psyche. You have to watch it to make for that well, to make sense. Well, because you have, you have the id... The ego and the... Oh, crap. It's the, the ego, ego and the super, and super ego. ego yeah. um, but it's one no, of those where... That's, but that, it's not that. Well, no. But it's, it's, it's a representation about the different parts of your personality and the that. different parts of your brain. I, I know, but it's not that. Okay. He literally created a rational mind proxy in case... As like a fail-safe if... Are you trying to tell me he's basically running a computer program of his computer program in the background? Kinda. His, his powers created... A failsafe in case something. It you have to watch it for it to make sense. It makes sense. I'll get there. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm not condemning you for it. I'm not condemning you for it. Unfortunately, since it's FX, I keep expecting them to shove it onto FXX to try and make that fucking channel work. Uh, Archer this season. But like I FX. said, but like I said, to keep trying to make that goddamn channel work. But what does it do? It takes their successful series and gives them one more fucking season. Well, Archer. FX, on. knock it the fuck off. Uh, F, uh, Archer's gonna have at least two more. So the league. I, I'm, what, why are you getting defensive? I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that I'm the saying exception to the rule is going to be Archer. Sucks. And if there's one show that could save FXX, I said that right. FXX, uh, yeah. That it's going to be Archer. Like I said, Sunny's ending, the league ended. Mm, no, Sunny was still going. No, I think they got renewed for two final seasons. Okay. And they're airing one of the two right now. So anyway, the, the inventiveness of Legion. Um, so we gotta start cramming, uh, slamming through We do, because we got 20 minutes. I know. Um, so when they're showing the origin of the Shadow King, 
um, it's like an animated, like he pictures himself in a classroom and they're like, start making a list of what you know. Um, and he starts writing down and it like becomes like this like animated chalk like animation um, showing like what happened to him when he was born and what happened to the Shadow King and why is the Shadow King like this. Okay. And it talks about like how his dad who is very strongly implied to be a psychic of some type and you do see a expoked wheelchair. So they have effectively implied that yes, he is Professor X's son. Wouldn't exactly be shocking. No, no, but you kind of wondered, you know, if that was going to be explicitly shown or not. Um, but just the the how they showed this like chalk animation. You know, did they ever really get into it about how functioning Professor X was in the man area? Well, it depends on the timeline. In the comics, he hadn't been paralyzed yet. But the thing so you is, think he fathered him before he was paralyzed? Because I don't think age-wise that makes sense. Depends. It's so subjective. If it's the James McAvoy, possibly. Um, or the fact that like you really can't nail down a time period in Legion. But here's the thing, though, is they don't explicitly imply Professor X is not functional in the penis area. Well, it's like the Jim Jeffries bit about when they take his friend with MS, where it's like... It's not a muscle, it just fills with blood. Like, so, if, you know, I'm tapping my head, if brain gets aroused, then it's theoretically possible. It could be in vitro, we don't know. Also, when... Do you think that Professor X would in vitro impregnate someone? When he, when he starts drawing his, like, when they start doing the drawings... Sorry, um, that's His father is standing, when he draws him. Okay. His father is standing. So it'd be McAvoy. But you do see that, like, when he gets dropped off and it's, like, an actual... Or, no, it's when his adoptive sister is, like, remembering when they got the baby. And it's, like, well, who brought him to your house? And they just show a split second of, like, the ex, wheel, you know, wheelchair spoke. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So it might have been the transition period. So she remembers him being paralyzed, but David draws him as standing up. So it implies that before he was paralyzed, he was conceived. You know what I mean? No, I know exactly. That, what you're that was very no, no. confusing, even when I described it. The second thing no, it is doesn't. when the Shadow no, King no, it doesn't. When the Shadow King is um, threatening uh, two characters in David's mind mm -hmm. um, on the astral plane, at one point it goes silent, and they start using like the silent movie um, word cards. Love it. And it is ten times more terrifying because you see their mouths move, and then it comes up, and you're like, it. It adds, like, the, dr the drama of the scene because you're like, wait, what did they just say? And you have to take a beat to read it and then process, and then it happens over and over. I think it actually is more scary when you're trying to guess what's happening, and then they tell you what's happening. And then you have to process, and then you have to guess, and then they tell I mean, it's... it's but, a, I mean, it's one of those things that I've always very liked about silent film starlets where so much of the story was told in their eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or in their expressions. I mean... Um, Mostly the eyes, but yes. So, um, Legion's great. It ends... At, at, at this point, I what was like... What episode are you on? I'm completely caught up. I'm on seven out of eight. So you have one more episode, and then you're Which going is next to have week. to... Goddamn wait. It's gonna suck. Well, I'm gonna get the whole season and then just re it, knowing what I know now. But still, you gotta wait. It's gonna suck. Um, that I have to wait. Uh, Iron Fist, I'm not done with it. Deb, oh my god, out. I hate it so much. I, okay, I'm actually so digging it. I don't love it, but I like it. 
We're going to talk about two things here. One, you agree with me about the Hotel Radisson. Yeah, the 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 hallway fight scene when the hand t- is taking. Um, okay, first joy. of all, that hallway comes back a few times, and every time I see it now, all I can think is how close together the doors are. Which, yeah, it just architecturally doesn't make any sense. Especially for a quote Art Deco high rise building yeah. in New York. Yeah, the well, this Art Deco building a week before he died. The doors wouldn't be like that. Also, the halls are completely too plain and undecorated, especially considering how beautiful the elevator is. Yeah, so. So many bad choices. The other thing about Iron Fist, you pointed out to me maybe the reason... Sorry, I did not mean to kick the table. Yeah, we can see it right there. Yep. Maybe the reason I hate it so much is because I had started rewatching Daredevil Season Daredevil 1. Season one and which I, is a hell of a yardstick. I made it to Season 7 before I started watching Iron Fist. And episode. you know what? I'm sorry. Yes, sorry. Episode 7. It's pronounced Boulevard. Nice. Mm-hmm. You know what? Finn Jones, you are not an engaging or good central character. I'm going to say, and I think I said this last week, great Denny Rand, bad Iron Fist. The fight scenes are terrible. Admittedly, the fight scenes in Jessica Jones and Nick Cage are not that great. Luke Cage. (laughs) My God, I just had the greatest idea for a parody Mm -hmm. series. You're picturing it now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Luke Cage are not that great. However, neither of those series uh, are I, centered on martial well, arts. Well, the tr- true, and Jessica Jones wasn't like a fight scene. Like it's not, it's not like you're gonna have. I had zero problems with any of her fight scenes in that, but they weren't spectacular like they were. And they're not supposed of. to be. Exactly. She's not trained. No, She's that's not... The, that's the, it's the same thing with Luke Whereas Cage. Luke Cage well, he like was like a what was it like the like pit fighting, street fighting, prison fighting guy like. He was. It was more based on his size and strength. Exactly. Like and Daredevil's more I had, boxing and finesse. I had no problem with kind of the clumsiness of the scenes in that. However, they're supposed to be there. Exactly. With Iron Fist, I have a huge problem. It's with it. actually I've been paying attention. It's a, the cut. Oh, I wanted to say this. Um, the cuts so are glad, so bad. The cuts I'm, I'm are so, I'm so bad. I'm, I'm so glad that you actually mentioned that. Um, I figured it out, Deb. I figured it out. The cuts. I create, cracked the code. <laughs> The cuts create this like claustrophobia to them, where you're not getting the full scope of the fight. Here's the thing: I get what they were trying to do with no, that. I'm, they were trying to make the closeness of the fight like you're actually like, in the fight, and you only they see like fucking failed horribly. It's, yeah, it it did not work. It's it's I like I get the concept the, failed. It's yeah, it's like those quick cuts in martial arts movies where you just see a fist fly and you're like, what the fuck just happened? And you're like, oh my god, like. You're literally so close to the fight, you don't know what's going on, and it creates that... And like, that's just, what happens in a fight. That fun. However, it's not this what we needed. It, it was just... It, the editing... It was just shot... It was shot poorly. Or not shot poorly, but edited, edited poorly. Edited poorly. It was probably um, shot poorly. And it was actually very choreographed poorly. Especially considering that Finn Jones is like, Yeah, I learned some of those fights 15 minutes before I shot them. Oh, I read that, yeah. But, and like I said, it's one of those things. I don't want to watch any more of him. Fuck him. I don't want to see any more of him. I will watch Jerry and Night Nurse and Daughter of the Dragon yeah. forever. Like I said, I'm gonna see I wanna see her in the courtroom. I wanna oh, see the, you know, like Jerry if that yeah. turned that into damage control, I would love it. God, that'd be great. But like I told you, I think I need I need Jerry and Claire to start a crisis firm where she handles the legal problems mm-hmm. and Claire, Claire does the medical yeah. and Colleen is like kinda like the enforcer. Well, I actually didn't add Colleen to that until now. But yes, yes, mm-hmm. Colleen's the security and the enforcer. Yeah. 
That'd be the fantastic series. She'd be like the Mer- like Lex Luthor's Mercy, where she just kind of stands in the background, and it's like, when someone gets too close, she's like, hold on, and like, you know, almost kills them with her thumb. But I mean, it's been one of those things that's been circulating since everyone hated the series when it got released on St. Patrick's Day, that we really want a Daughter of the Dragon spinoff. Who knows? Because she was one of the most engaging characters in that series. I agree. Do I wish they'd explored a lot more of the fallout from her realizing that she was serving the hand? Absolutely. I shouldn't have said no spoilers. Crap. That's all right. I said, I said, you know, it's taken me a while. And Let's move on. Oh, was that it? Uh, I've been rewatching Futurama. Yeah. Still holds up. Oh, uh, I bet you it does. Um, I still, as I said earlier in the episode, love the grammar jokes. No, Am doesn't. I can't believe a shut up and take my money is a thing. Uh, there's well, a that was when he was getting the iPhone, wasn't it? It was the iPhone, but still, shut up and take my money. I think that way more often than I should. And... I think it's in the third season when they're all talking about how they're weirdos. And the professor's pointing out about how, you know, Amy's like a ditz from Mars. Mm-hmm. And Leela's an alien who's really a mutant. And Fry has that brain thing and he responds to, I already did! <laughs> it's like all the weird grammar jokes in there. That's oh, just Fry being Fry. Well, I love the joke in the episode where they end up going to, like, the Da Vinci planet. Yeah. Where Fry's like, I may not have book smarts, but I have street smarts, and then immediately gets hit by a bus. Ugh, I was in the so hospital good. for two weeks, and none of you came to visit me. Shut up, Fry! <laughs> oh, I miss Futurama. Still holds up. I'm sure it does. Beast with a billion backs, still good. Ugh. They're not tentacles. They're tentacles. Tentacles, that was it. Uncomfortable. Um, mistakes I made this week. I had a pretty good week, actually. Me too. Um, did I make any mistakes this week? I bought some mega stuffed Oreos. Probably shouldn't have done that. Probably shouldn't have done that. Uh, I've been on a cheap headphone kick. That's a mistake. That's not you, either. I just saw them and knew that my other ones were kind of going out, and I was like, Like, oh. I normally have three or four pairs of, like, $5 headphones, but that's not you. No, I just, it's just one of those things. I, like, it was like a impulse buy and of course they go out like within a month and yeah, I'm like no. fuck I need but I don't have the money to go spend on nice headphones Okay. so I'm like oh I'll just grab another $6 pair until um, know. best headphones I ever had were a gift from my brother they were Sennheiser headphones and no they were not the creepy commercial Sennheiser headphones say, no, no pleasure is foreboden um, no they were earbuds but I think the best one I ever had were it, it was uh, Skull Candy Skull Crushers Oh, those were good ones. And those were, yeah, these, like, they were, like, cans. They were, like, actual headphones. Those actually lasted a really long time and were pretty durable. The only thing I did well, what got them was that they were, like, the fold-up hinge. And the hinge broke? And the hinge broke, yeah, I mean. Just duct tape it a little I did. Um, so, I mean, I'll never really own, like, modular headphones like that again, because I think it creates a weak point, but. So, that's kind of my mistake, is just kind of going, eh, I'll just go cheap for a while. Stupid. Like I said, $5 Walgreens headphones. Ugh, yeah. Uh, social contract, you said you had I've one. got two of them, I just realized. Uh, Ooh, so yeah. one I'll slam through really quick. So I was out picking up your, uh, your ginger ale and coke and stuff. It's and I saw that... like two minutes. Uh-huh. That should have taken you like two minutes. Yeah. It doesn't... I was still doing it. Okay. So, um, I saw that Starbucks put out, like, one of their, like, ice drink things. Ice cappuccino. 
A cappuccino is a third foam. So, no, it's not a cappuccino. I'm getting really sick of them ruining shit. Caramel macchiato isn't a macchiato. It's a vanilla latte with caramel on top. Fuck it's you, delicious. Starbucks. I know. Um, but no, uh, another social contract asshole uh, at the day job. Reservation for 18 at 1.30. Showed up at 1. And they were a little upset their room wasn't ready. Well, they don't, they don't get to be upset. I was like, well, you can read a clock. I didn't say that out loud. Uh, but yeah, they were a little like, oh. Like, well, show up half an hour early. So don't do that shit. Um, actually, I have a social contract on that same note. I want you to picture a standard table. Fuck, I pictured a standard poodle. Nice. Um, how many people sit at a standard table? Square around. Square. Four? Uh, how many people sit at a large table? Six to eight, depending on what I'm picturing. Uh, I'd say six. If you have more than six people in your fucking party, call the fucking restaurant first. Yeah. My place has got prank. Oh, I thought you were like kicking me to disagree. Oh uh, no, I just moved my foot and kicked you on accident. Uh, uh this actually no, has more. No, my this has to do with my bitch about the fact. In that terms of where you work, yes. No, I'm fine with an eight top. I'm fine with an unannounced eight top. But the second you have ten to sixteen, and you didn't call first, you don't get the bitch. You're an asshole. If you like this, check out some of our other shows like D Twenty Proof, Knapsack Comedy, and Mister Wright. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher.